We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No days off. Go Pats! That's Bill Belichick, who has a few days off now until he signs somewhere else. It is time for, uh, I don't know, a couple calls and sales rankings as well. Before we get to sales rankings of the uh, eight coaching openings, now there are eight with uh, the Seahawks and Patriots jumping into the mix. Judd in Utica is up first on Belichick. Hey, Judd, good morning. My man, an awkward chant from an awkward man. How about that? Um, <laughs> My, I got to give credit to my wife. I know you guys got your insiders, but we were at the game a couple weeks ago. We had good seats right behind the Patriots bench. She pointed out to me, she's like, look at him. He is not coaching any player. He is not talking to any coach. He sat on an island, stood the whole game, and the only person who talked to him was one other coach. And I said, babe, I think that's his son. And, I mean, he worked over the refs at the beginning before kickoff. But other than that, the man – talk to zero people on the sideline is that usually what he does i mean i've seen him on tv enough to know that he speaks to people but you know as a sideline operator sal what do you think is that just writing on the wall interesting observation i i don't think he's necessarily always engaged in that manner as a lot of coaches you might see i think he kind of just he runs the ship he you know but there are times where he will definitely have that i think that also, like maybe different depends on different assistants. Like when Josh McDaniels was there, I think they had a lot more interaction, maybe, uh, maybe than him and Bill O'Brien do. So, look, I, but I don't disagree with your overall sentiment, which is it seemed like he just kind of wrote out the last you know while here, and he kind of knew that this was happening, this was ending, and you know it didn't it didn't matter. It felt like it seemed like it didn't matter. Yeah, checked out. I mean, to point out, he's talking to his son, his son on the staff. I would say that the thing that happened with Belichick, I don't know, Sal, like this this kind of gets to a point for me on Carroll and Saban and Belichick as well. Here's Nick Saban on his way out. There's a report that he's lamenting how NIL works and how frustrating it is. Like he's the highest paid coach in football. He wins all the time, and he's out to be a victim because it's so different now. He doesn't like it anymore. And here's Belichick. He's stepping away. And one of the main criticisms of him, I think, is that his operation is too insular. Mm-hmm. He's got his own sure. his own son, and the only assistants he hires are guys he's hired before. Maybe he can't get anybody else to mm-hmm. work for him. That's why Bill right. O'Brien is back there. That's why there's been reports that Josh McDaniels maybe was, was going to go back and join them again. Because when you're there so long, I don't know, you're, you're kind of you, – Cassell, you could speak to this. The coaching ranks, you're kind of supposed to jump around a little bit. And then when you get in one yeah. spot for too long, 
and they raid all of your assistants, it's kind of like a, a football team that doesn't have any draft picks or a hockey team that doesn't have any prospects. Belichick's cupboard for assistance has been bare for a long time, even like Vrabel, right? Vrabel's out there coaching. He's not necessarily on the tree, but he would have been in the— he's not, Right, he's not even assistant. He was a former player. Right, he's, he would have been in the family, and it's one of the reasons the Patriots yeah. are talking about hiring Vrabel back, or at least there's a lot of reports about that, is because I think the Patriots and the Patriot way— I said this in a segment maybe yesterday or two days ago uh, before running it by you— Man, if the Patriots bring bring back Vrabel, isn't that Kraft believing the Patriot way can come back? And that like that, oh no, it's just we'll just mm-hmm. start things up again with our family of Patriots again. It's very insular to me. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how many how many calls have we taken over the years? Obviously, mostly during the drought, this would happen, but we still get them once in a while. Hire Jim Kelly as offensive coordinator. Hire Bruce Smith. Get the like bring back this guy or that guy. And there were times where the Bills did that a little bit too much, right? But it's the same thing. You you love what it what you had and what it meant and all the success you had, and you want to recapture it so badly that that's the route you go down. But you, know, you have to move forward, and it's time for the Patriots. And But I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Vrabel would represent moving forward too because I think he's a good coach. I think Vrabel's a good coach. But that's a conundrum for them because – it might actually ring, like you just said, to even fans and media. They're like, hey, here we go again. What are you doing? This is your chance to reset, and you're not doing that. Belichick and Robert Kraft will have media availability today at noon. All right, so here's the, here's the million-dollar question. Will Bill mm-hmm. Belichick answer questions? This is like a... Like un- actually answer? Right, this know. is an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. Belichick hates answering questions consistently doesn't answer questions and here he is okay you're leaving bill what happened how is it how do you remember it, it this is gonna where be where you like, going right it's gonna be like must see want to do must see tv streaming live on patriots.com yeah. craft okay. and belichick to be talking about their split anyway all right let's get your your rankings now that how, how drastic have you had to adjust now that you've included new england with this ranking I haven't because I was already including them, expecting them to be, you know, um, where they are here. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I haven't, haven't had to do anything differently. I put them on the list. Um, by the way, you're talking about noon. Let me just see to make sure. I think 1 o'clock is practice today for the Bills. I'm going to go back and check just to make sure. Here we go. Um, today, 1 o'clock practice. So, yeah. So, that's when the Bills are on the practice field. 12 o'clock is the uh, stream there for the Patriots. I haven't had to adjust much. But, Jeremy, I am going to be honest with you. I think that you might think I'm crazy on some of my rankings here. You may tell me you are nuts. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I have my reasons, though. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Counting okay, from, the bo- from the bottom up. From the bottom up. From the bottom up. The eight available head coach job openings, I have ranked them from best to worst. I'm going to start with the worst, meaning the most attractive jobs for any candidate and why. Here we go. Number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Yep. What is appealing about this job right now? You have an owner who he seems like he might be the second version of Daniel Snyder, the way he acts sometimes. He's just fine for throwing drinks at fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have an owner that stepped in and basically overruled, it seems like, taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, and you gave up so much draft capital for that. Now you're stuck. If you want to call it that, maybe Bryce Young's going to be really good, but it doesn't seem like you can get out of your own way. Why would someone want to go there? I'm not really sure. Uh, They have $37 million in cap space, which isn't a ton, and they don't even have a first-round pick. The Panthers is the worst job opening available. 
All right, number seven. It is the New England Patriots. Yep. Yes, that's right. It's this low, everybody. They have nothing on offense. Nothing. They have no quarterback. They have no receivers. They're they're slow on offense. They have some decent defensive players, but nothing. I think Bill Belichick, that's his probably his greatest trait that he brings, being able to coach that defense right now. They have the number three pick, which is nice. It's not top two. It's not Caleb Williams or Drake May. Maybe they get Marvin Harrison Jr. Great. Guess what else you got to do if you go to New England? You have to follow Bill Belichick. Who wants to do that? And you have to play against the Bills twice a year, the Dolphins twice a year, and maybe a healthy Aaron Rodgers and Jets twice a year. This is not an appealing job. There's a reset coming in New England. It is the seventh most attractive job on the market. Number six. No no argument there. I also want to add in Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the Patriots is, one, I don't want him in the division to play against them, but two, possibly depressing. Like here's a star going there, and I just don't like anything about it. Number six, the Tennessee Titans. Now, what is appealing about this, they have $71 million in cap space. That's really nice. They have the seventh overall pick. That's not bad. They can surround maybe Will Levis. But right now, it looks like they might have the fourth best quarterback in the division right there, no matter that whether it's Will Levis or whoever. Look what's going on around them in that division. Um, I mean, maybe Anthony Richards. You're not going to put him there. We, the book is not written on him. But they have a good coach in Indianapolis. The thing that is appealing is the division hasn't been that good, but it's getting better. You have young players, and now this is a Tennessee Titans team also going through a transition. They are going to have to really make some roster adjustments. I don't know what's super appealing about that job. Mike Vrabel's done a nice job. I think Mike Vrabel squeezed a lot of wins out of that team that they shouldn't have had. So the Titans are, eh, it's May, I guess, but nothing super appealing about that except for maybe the cap space you have. I would agree. The Titans are guilty of middling it for a couple of years here. It's one of the reasons that Vrabel Mm -hmm. is ultimately gone. He didn't want to tear things down. He wanted to keep some players. They traded some. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Players and middling it gets you nowhere. I would have this ranking, the next one, a lot higher except for one reason. Number five for me, the Seattle Seahawks, all right? The reason why I have them this low, actually... Jeremy, they have $1 million in cap space. By the way, that's from over the cap. This is where I get these numbers from. $1 million. And who's their quarterback? Is it Geno Smith going forward? I'm not really sure. Like, they have some nice young pieces. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, obviously. Charbonnet. They can run the ball a little bit. But I'm not really sure what the future holds, especially in division with the San Francisco 49ers, the Rams, that look what you said, the young Rams they have right there. A million dollars, the 16th overall pick. I think they're kind of in a, a weird spot here. And John Schneider, he's never met a draft pick he doesn't like to trade. So they don't really have a ton of draft capital. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a super appealing job, but it can be nice. We'll see where it goes. Number four, I'd actually have this team lower, but I think what I saw out of them the last few weeks was pretty good. It's the Las Vegas Raiders, actually. Here's why. 
Now, the Ra- here, here I'll give you the good and the bad about the Raiders, all right? The good is you have a Raiders team that's in a nice new palace in Las Vegas. You got an owner that's going to spend money. He wants to do that. You're, there's no doubt he's worth a lot of money. He wants to spend money. And I think Antonio Pierce showed as a coach that they have some talent on that team that you can try to squeeze some things out of him. Maybe Antonio Pierce is the right guy for that to do it. They also have $50 million in cap space. It's not a ton, but it is significant. They can do some damage here maybe in free agency. They have Devontae Adams, nice player. I don't know who the quarterback is, though. They have the 13th overall pick. It's not, you know, in, and you do have to work for Mark Davis which obviously can be really kind of uneven at times, right? You never know where that's going to go. So Raiders and Seahawks, to me, are kind of really in the same boat for different reasons, if that makes sense. Okay. Five. We have the same top three, and one of those teams left in the top three is a surprise for really? sure because yes. it's, it's well, we're trusting that their future is going to be brighter than their last, you know, like 20 years. Yes, well, that gets me to. This is why I think it's a surprise to have these top three, but... I think most people, you ask them, you say, what is the number one job available? They're going to say the L.A. Chargers. Not for me. It's the third most attractive job available, the Chargers. They are, here's why. Jeremy, yes, I understand. The only reason they're number three, the only reason they're this high is because they have Justin Herbert. They're the only team on this entire list that has what we think is a very good young quarterback to build around. They have the number five pick. You can help him, no doubt. You know what else they are? $34 million over the salary cap. What, what what help are you giving Justin Herbert? How are you helping him? The defense is not that good. This is a job that's probably going to take a couple of years at least to really get back to where you need it. And Justin Herbert, actually, even though he looks really, really good, he's had some injury issues. I wonder about this job. I wonder how good it truly is. I understand you have Justin Herbert compared to all the other jobs, but I think you could do more with a lot of the other teams around or, on this list. Don't forget they're cursed. <laughs> okay, that's a good reason, too. <laughs> all right. I think the, the top two are a surprise for everybody. For, for me, they were when I went through this. I'm going to give the number two available job to the Atlanta Falcons. That's right, folks, the Atlanta Falcons. The only reason why... Um, they're, uh, th- I would even think that you, okay, if you say to me, Sal, you shouldn't have him this high, it's because you don't know who the quarterback is, right? Is it Desmond Ritter? Yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't think so. They need a quarterback, but they do have the eighth overall pick. There's rumors they could trade for Justin Fields, whatever. They have draft capital. You know what else they have? They have a good young defense, actually. Their numbers on defense are pretty good. And Jeremy, of course, they have great young offensive talent. They just didn't figure out, how did Arthur Smith know, not know how to use B. John Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts? Oh, my gosh. Give me a coach that can go in there. Give me a Ben Johnson. Yeah. Give me Ben Johnson Atlanta to go in there and use that talent. Use the eighth overall pick to trade up. Get a quarterback. And you have $34 million in cap space. Not enough, but at least you have something to work with there. I think the Atlanta Falcons is a very, very attractive job. And the number one, total surprise. I bet you, for everybody out there listening, maybe you aren't surprised. But I think the Washington Commanders is the best job available. I really do. This is a team... With $77 million in cap space, a new ownership group that will spend whatever it takes, by the way. They just hired the guy who built the Golden State Warriors, by the way. Uh, like the, not the gym, like the president. Whatever, Bob his Myers, name escapes yep. me. Thank you. And they're getting Drake May, most likely, to be their quarterback, who is going to be good in the NFL. They have the number two pick. Okay, maybe Drake May goes number one. Then they're getting Caleb Williams. They're going to get a young quarterback. They have $77 million in cap space. They have an ownership now that is not including Daniel Snyder, which is great, and they're going to spend a lot of money. And I think that this team is very attractive for anybody who wants to go there and start over again. 
The only thing I'll, I, I don't disagree with really much of what you said. I would say the Chargers' job, I don't think it has to be a long turnaround at all. You get the yep. right offensive mind with that quarterback, and you'll be fine. Uh, you know, the rest of it will piece, Probably, to, right? will piece together. See, if I'm thinking about this, the hot candidate on the market is is Ben Johnson. If you're Ben Johnson, what mm-hmm. job? What what job do you want? The Chargers, who probably have, Chargers, who have the quarterback. The Falcons are maybe the most interesting job to me because Sal, they like you said, they pick eighth. I think the Falcons should be the team targeting Justin Fields. Like if you are, right, if you're not going to get that yes. quarterback in the draft, yes. the Bears. That's right. The Bears should definitely trade Fields. By the way, another thing on this. <laughs> it's like it, there's so many moving parts. The Bears are keeping Matt Eberflus, which to me is middling it, and I don't understand it at all. Really, they're going to try and hire an offensive coordinator, and they're going to keep Matt Eberflus and probably draft a quarterback first and trade Justin Fields. So here's Matt Eberflus now, who's not had a good run with the Bears. He gets to keep his job and stay, and hire a guy to grow a quarterback who will then eventually get a job somewhere else. Like if I'm the Bears, I would have. Absolutely fired Matt Eberflus, thrown as much money as possible at Ben Johnson, told him to tell me which quarterback he wants, and gone from there. But that's not looking like what it'll be. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator in Houston, he's done great things with C.J. Stroud. Can he go to L.A. as well? Like L.A., they have to hire an offensive young mind that can work with a great quarterback and be like, oh, sorry, Justin Herbert, we've had to deal with. Here's here's a better operation for you. Maybe they keep Kellen Moore. Maybe. Um, We'll see. Who who's the Seahawks' new coach? Dan Quinn is the favorite right now. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I've got the list. I mean, of, got what the does li- that do for you? Right. I got the list of candidates for the Patriots from. Um, there's a, a ranking here Ooh, of like the, baby. Yeah, from Chad Graff of the Athletic. Here are the candidates: G- the front runners, Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel. There's the two possible candidates: Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores. Like these are all in the family still. Less likely: Josh <laughs> McDaniels, Patrick Graham. He's a Raiders defensive coach right now who was with the Patriots for six years in the mid-2000s. Shane Waldron also spent time with the Patriots. Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick are so far down on this list with Jim Harbaugh. Like, okay, go ahead and hire Vrabel, I guess. Is Jim Harbaugh coaching in the NFL next year? Probably, right? I think he probably is. And if you're the Raiders or the Chargers or the Commanders, you go after Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I think that that those are the teams to me. And I'm going to steal this idea from Colin Coward, actually. I actually heard him on this, and I think it's a really great point he made. If, if the commanders wanted Harbaugh and they want to go after him, Harbaugh, that makes sense. His brother coaches in Baltimore an hour away. He wouldn't have to face him. He's very much, like, the family is very close. You saw the videos of him hugging his mom and dad after the national championship. Like, that would be a great situation to have mom and dad, two brothers coaching, living right in the same area, family-oriented, and, you know, that's an organization that's going to give him the keys yeah. and give him the money to do what he wants. I think that's a real, and you know Harbaugh, he'd be like, yep, I don't need an established quarterback. I'll draft one, and he'll be mine, and I'll mold him. Sal Capaccio with me, Jeremy White. One quick follow-up, Sal, in NFL news. You pointed out the NFL has announced their international games. The Bears, Vikings, Jaguars, and Panthers have been announced to be hosting international games, and you said the Bills do not play any of them, and that's that means they're not going to play an international on the road. game. That's right, on the road. There is one other game still to be announced, mm-hmm. Brazil. Correct. That's all. So if whoever gets announced to Brazil – then we'll know whether or not the Bills are going international. The Chiefs went to Germany. It would not surprise me at all if the Bills are on the road to Brazil just because, you know, they're a big draw. And they just hit the Chiefs. I, the Chiefs I still Germany. wonder, though, the, 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 the NFC next year, other than the Jags and their contract, 
I believe the NFC are the home games, so yeah. you know it would have to be obviously one of those games. You're right. That's why I tweeted this out and I said we know the Bills aren't going to Europe next year, but yeah. you're right. They could still go to Brazil if the NFL follows through with well, that plan and, and puts that on, their, on the schedule. Their NFC away candidates are Rams, Seahawks, Lions. So okay, for whatever that's worth. All right, we'll get a break in. We've got Andrew Filipponi top of the hour on Bills Steelers. He. Talk Steelers. Talk to him about Tomlin and Mason Rudolph and this Steelers team that sneaks into the playoffs in this matchup with the Bills. That's coming up top of the hour here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 